Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marcia so there, opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Ducks back in. Vitrano put it on goal. Save Thompson! He scrolls and gets the rebound too. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet. On the 215, home of the. So we're back to normal. The streak is over, and we are looking at the broad picture of the Vegas Golden Knights and the National Hockey League regular season. Because there was a point last week where things were getting a little tense. The streak continued, and with every game, you kind of felt the idea can I go do that? Can I do this? Will affect the streak. It started to impact my life, day-to-day happenings around uh, Darren Millard's world. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, But the opening segment belongs to you. 13-3 to start the NHL season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Top spot in the Western Conference. 702-876-1340. Call now. We will keep the lines open for the first uh, segment of the program, 702-876-1340. I'd love to hear what you have to say, your favorite part about the streak. Mine, quite honestly, has nothing to do with what happened on the ice. Well, it relates to what happened on the ice, but it doesn't connect directly to what happened on the ice. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, from you as to uh, what you, you are zeroing in on and when you reflect on the second best streak ever in the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, I I think it's it's a really interesting because there's a lot of different directions you can go when it comes to this streak for the Golden Knights. You can obviously go with just the play on the ice and there were some really exciting moments for the Golden Knights, specifically Jack Eichel calling game against the Winnipeg Jets to start a seven-game point streak for him, which was capped off in Buffalo. So I am curious to see where people are going to go with their favorite moment or their favorite moments from the streak for the Vegas Golden Knights at 702-876-1340. If you're dialing right now and it's ringing, stay on the phone. (laughs) If nobody answers, try again. All right? If you get a busy signal, try again. I say that because right now Chapman is frantically working our system. (laughs) He's throwing his hands up every 30 seconds like he's going to give up. And then I say, no, keep going. And he keeps trying. He's pressing all kinds of buttons. He keeps picking up the phone. Honestly, if you've phoned and you've got that uh, ring, 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 ring until the very end, just dial back. Keep it going. All right. He's now blowing into the phone, thinking that it may be dusty. (laughs) And that's why it's not working. I, I kid you not. Now he's pressing the buttons again like he's playing Galaga. That's a reference uh, that a lot of people won't get if you're of a certain age. Uh, But now he's unplugging the phone. This is play-by-play of Chris Chapman trying to operate (laughs) our phone system, which is unique among the telecommunications (laughs) industry, I would say. 
So if this this one, I, I'm I'm gonna flat out say it. This one's not on yeah. Chapman. All right. Nope. So uh, he he's doing his best. Uh, my favorite part about the win streak, though, mm-hmm. is Rita. Rita calling the okay. the shorthanded goal by Riley Smith from William Carlson, and then when we had her on to talk about it, doubling down and predicting the hat trick by Jack Eichel. Nine games in a row is fantastic, but Rita coming up large in the middle of it, no doubter, my favorite part. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think that's a really interesting and, and, and great place to go, Darren, because Rita was on not just once but twice, and it was a, a beautiful prediction. Um, I still think that if, if I'm going to look at it and, and kind of bring it back to the Golden Knights, Jack Eichel's hat trick in Buffalo, that that's ridiculous. And, and Rita has a part in that, a hand in that, because without that prediction, I, I don't think the Buffalo Sabres keep their net empty and allow Jack the opportunity of hitting the empty netter. So uh, it's I talked to Jack about that. Me. I, I, I oh, chatted did, with him really? a little bit yesterday at the season yeah. ticket member event, and I told him, mm. I said, that, that shot was all world. <laughs> and he said, from the goal line? And then, yeah, so so he's he knows exactly where he let loose of that puck, and we chatted a little bit about uh, the difficulties with the empty net this year. But I I told him I said I wasn't sure, completely sold that Buffalo was going to pull the goalie mm-hmm. to give you that opportunity, and uh, he was he was really uh, uh, upfront about it and, and honest and said no, nah, I, I figured it, they they would have the chance because the, the game never felt out of reach. Uh, right. And he thought Buffalo still thought they had a chance to to make some magic. He didn't go down the same path that I went to, which was that they would do anything and everything possible uh, to keep him from from scoring the hat trick. Uh, but uh, but that that three goal performance is is one for the memory banks. Maybe not the best performance of all time, but for the stage and what the team felt. And the fact that it was uh, capping off a perfect road trip, uh, that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a great moment in time for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it was a great moment for uh, this team so far this season. And, you know, it, it extends beyond just the goal scoring. It, it, it extends beyond just what Jack was able to do in that game. It was a, a really tangible um, showing of how tight this team is with how excited they were for Jack just picking up an assist early on in that in that third period from from that to where they were at and how happy they were during the hat trick it just it gives you an idea of how close this team is and you know we've we've had the the debate before about you know what brings about confidence or what brings about chemistry is it winning is it you have to have chemistry to win um i think right now the school the knights team is is proving that they've got the right pieces in place and when it's going well it can go really really well i know that teams that don't get along win it it happens guys that uh, that can't be around each other at all still manage to to go out there and and post uh, some solid performances but to do it uh, a majority of the time you got to have a tight unit, and that's that's what they have here. Uh, just wanted to let everybody know: seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. You can you can stand down. All right. Uh, I, I thought we were going to get something going. Uh, I don't think we are at this point. 
So I don't want to keep everybody dialing, dialing, dialing. Uh, I'll let you know when we've got the phones fixed. Chapman's brought in reinforcements. We're still pressing buttons. Just give it a good whack, you guys. Like, just, just pick <laughs> it. Uh, seriously. We got the, the mics open. Give it a good, like, right there. The problem is if I do it, I'm breaking the phone. Well, no. So I don't want to do that. No, you don't know that for sure. Well, I, I would you probably might fix th- the phone. I would throw it against the wall. Well, what you're doing right now isn't working. Well, I mean, you, you, you see So the- let's make sure it's broken. <laughs> if it's broken... Let's make sure it's broken. If I if I toss it, that that Lawrence Taylor helmet and autograph is falling off the wall, and the Vince Lombardi oh, don't picture. Do that. No, no. See, that's Chapman, why I won't throw Chapman. it. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't you don't you don't throw it at valuable things. No, you but throw it at I would throw it so valuable. hard that literally everything no, no, in the studio no, no. Ch- would fall Chapman, off the walls. Ch- Chapman, no, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. There's a direction you can throw something that would make sure it does not hit anything valuable. The ground. I'm just saying. <laughs> Spike it, <laughs> spike it, yeah. But why, it, it is why, impressive. Why did I have to spell that out? It, it oh, is imp- wow. it is impressive though. Uh, we've we've <laughs> got multiple people working on this phone system. We've got uh, people still dialing in. That's the impressive part. You don't have to phone any longer. Okay, it's not going to happen in the next two minutes. So we will make sure that we get everybody on the air for their segment. When it comes, all right. We're not gonna we're not gonna pass this by without bringing you on. It's just gonna be delayed uh, for the for the next little bit. Hey, we in hour number two today. Uh, there was a great conversation on nighttime at noon this afternoon between uh, Bruce Cassidy and Dave Gosher and Dan Duva, and they they went into a whole bunch of things uh, from the start of the season, the winning streak, uh, uh, what uh, what they look at uh, for the team going forward, maybe tweaking some uh, some things, uh, what uh, what Bruce wants to get better at, uh, any concerns about the goals against, and then they got into some of Bruce's history. You know, he 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 did some broadcasting. And they they oh. dive into that, so it's really cool. Uh, nice casual conversation uh, that was had uh, occurred on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas today. I'm glad he didn't have to phone in for it. I'm glad he was in studio uh, for it. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna play that in hour number two. Want to make sure that um, uh, that we get to that. Let's do our game rating right now. Well, well we've got an okay. opportunity to talk about uh, what stopped the streak on the weekend. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. The rating goes from the old uh, Gremlin, the AMC Gremlin, uh, up to a station wagon. You got the Hummer in number three. These are all discontinued automobiles. The Trans Am is four, and then the famous DeLorean is number five, a five out of seven. We got a new phone coming. We got two new phones coming into the studio. We're going to try oh, wow. and see if this uh, this happens. But in the meantime, as we start to patch all this stuff in, Chapman, can can you brought in reinforcements? Yes. So you can yes. actually talk about your game rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought in uh, Charles from uh, engineering. Last time I saw Charles, he was changing doorknobs down the hall. Yeah. The, the guy can do it all. Yeah, yeah. Multi-talented. Do you want to yeah. say hello, Charles? What's going on, everybody? My name's Kevin. How you doing? All right. <laughs> What's going on, Kevin? I knew it was Kevin. I, I was just messing with you him. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> I was seeing if you knew what his name was. I, I, so I, I, met him, I, I said I met him once. He was Hello. changing a doorknob down the hall. 
I, I was just joshing. That, that, that is true, is it not? Absolutely, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know that. Bolts all over the place on the on the floor. <laughs> and he got our cable working again. And I had to, and yeah. I had, to, I had it was awkward because uh, the the door was to a certain area well, where you expect some privacy. So I had to go lot. in and get by him to do all that stuff, and I had to ask him. Hey, Charles, Kevin, uh, Kevin, can I can I go by? Like and, and, and it was and it was and it was and it was good. We were we were fine. So no, I had no idea what his name was. Barely hey, Chris, knew yours. That was a great bit, buddy. It was a great bit. <laughs> Not gonna run away oh, from it. I, I think our phone's working. By Seriously, the way. do we'll your say, do on. your game rating All first. Right, well, I will I will go. <laughs> well, this is a mess. I will go with a three out of five. I didn't think they played terrible. I didn't think they played particularly great. I thought Aiden Hill was really good at, at, at a lot of points in the game. Um, I just felt like there was going to be an emotional letdown, and, and there was, uh, just based on the way that that home st- or road trip had ended. But they played they played a good game. They didn't play a great game. They didn't play a bad game. Um, some really good shots by the St. Louis Blues got past Aiden Hill, and uh, one miscommunication between was it Nick Hague and uh, and Aiden Hill. Yep. Um, other than that, I, I thought it was it was a good game, and it, it was a solid game. So I'm going to go Hummer. Well, you while you were doing all that, uh, Kevin fixed the phones. Yeah, what, yeah. What was wrong with the phone, Kevin? It's a bad phone. You got to replace it. There we go. <laughs> got to take it back to the shop, show it some uh, TLC, <laughs> see if I can get it back up and running. But in the same time, they got that kind of crusty one in the meantime. So that's Chris's job, not yours. So the the we went down a model in phone. It depends on how you phrase it. I mean, that one. Uh, well. These are from about like the same day. They both got the Radio Shack logo on them, so they're from about the 80s. But, you know, I think this one, actually, the the buttons on that one are bigger. So I would have to say that one's better. How long do you think this phone will last? What's it, Monday? I give it about 36 hours. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Yes, if we're lucky. Only if you're good, though. All right. Is that good? I'm no chance of that happening but uh <laughs> but I, i'm just happy that now i know your name likewise because it, it was awkward i didn't i didn't want to ask like introduce myself when we were in the hallway and i was trying to get into the bathroom last week i mean so that that, that i just thankfully i wasn't using the bathroom i was just trying... <laughs> no, you were changing the doorknob yeah but i mean that would be probably the but best time someone had to use actually the if yeah. you did catch me in the john that would be very memorable true <laughs> I don't know if he would go for it, though. <laughs> he seems like a pretty social dude, which is good. Me? Yes. No, you. no. I hate people. No, no. Oh, yeah, that, that's I, a lie. I hate people. That's but, a lie. Uh, but I do appreciate you fixing the phone today. Hey, I'm happy I could do it. Because if it was any more complex than this, you need to call in the Army. We did that in Toronto once over a snowstorm. <laughs> I, I won't get into it. Canadian military is very special. Very polite, too, I would very, say. Very polite. Extremely polite. Uh, my twin brother's part of it. Uh, thank you, buddy. This is awesome. Uh, that that is Kevin, uh, part of the what, what, what was what's his job? Like he fixes everything, well, he, right? He's engineering. He's engineering. He's a, he's a yeah. He's a fixer. He he he, he is the, the he is the guy who keeps us on the air. And in a few weeks, when we have this luxurious brand new studio, like we see in KOMP and KXPT, never been in there. A few weeks. Well, yeah, he's weeks? totally. That's this the new studio is coming up in a few weeks. That's a big Yeah, guy. that's a big He's gone. jumping the gun on that one. Well, yeah. You know before I would. Okay. So. Yeah. Right. But but when uh. we get that when eventually we do get that beautiful new studio, he will be the man who Kevin is the engineer. installing. Yes. 
Yes, I never yes. thought. I didn't know engineers changed doorknobs to the bathroom, though. They do in Lo- they do in the LBC. Yeah, they do at Lotus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be good, buddy. Be good, uh, so you gave it a uh, a three out of five. Uh, what about you, there, oh. Wallace? Yeah, I'm going right in the middle. Three out of yeah. five. It's a Hummer. Um, I I didn't I didn't think that like I I wasn't I didn't have any issues with the way that Vegas played. I, I knew that at some point they they just weren't going to have some jump, and that happened in the second period. And despite it, I thought Aiden Hill played really really well outside of the miscommunication with Nick Hague, and then you know made a big save after that before Ryan O'Reilly scored. So it kind of gets lost in the weeds a bit there. I like their push at the end, but you know. It's it's a loss. It's only the third one of the year. I'm going right in the middle. Three out of three. All right, uh, three out of five for all three of us. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to the phone lines at seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Stephen in Australia, you are the first caller in the brand new phone system. How yeah, well, I mean, I I finally get to listen to the show this morning uh, because I've been trying to ring Chris um, since the phone lines technically opened, even though I couldn't get through. And then all I hear is uh, all I hear is you guys talking about the toilet, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, did I actually ring the right show this morning? Like, <laughs> um, uh, You're look, in the right place, um, buddy. Uh, I just I wanted to I wanted to ring to say um, after my call a few weeks ago, I've. You know, I've, I'm starting to find my love for the game again. I just wanted to thank Stephanie. I wanted to thank Chris, and I wanted to thank Ryan. You know, for, for reaching out and you know actually, you know, like reaching out privately after after the call. Like it, it genuinely meant a lot. And I love all you guys. Like I genuinely, you know, like like it means a lot to me. And I'm not quite back to where I was where I'm watching NHL hockey every night because. It's still incredibly hard to support this organization, like the NHL as a whole. The team, I'm still listening to you guys every day. You know, that's kind of how I'm keeping up with the league. But you know, I'm. It's it's going to be a long process. But I just wanted to say, you know, how much I actually love you guys and everything you all do. And uh, was, was that talk of a new studio? I heard as well because. Somewhere, I'm sure that Jared Justice is salivating at the thought of a new studio. Well, yeah, there is talk of a new studio. I believe, I believe Chapman jumped the gun by three or four months on this, but <laughs> we're we're hopeful that a new studio is going to happen. Listen, I'm out there politicking for us to be the next studio. Although yeah. I think we might mm. be second. Yeah, so it's not going to happen next week. A few weeks. What's a few, Stephen? <laughs> yes. What's a few weeks in Australia? Like, what would you, how would you um, categorize that? Well, that's actually incredibly difficult. But I'll tell you what, when we, uh, I'll, I'll give you a similar expression. When we say something is just down the road, yep. it could be a few kilometers or it could be 2,000 kilometers. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just down the road. Like, it's the, the Australian. Very informal when it comes to measurements and distance and stuff like that. So it's like on the horizon. On the horizon could mean tomorrow, or it could mean two months from now. We oh, actually don't know. I love so that. It's, <laughs> what a it's, it's yeah. It's <laughs> well, you know what we've discovered. Thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate it. Uh, we've discovered that Chapman uh, needs to become an Australian, and to do that, he needs to go to Australia. So. Good luck. You know what? Enjoy I your actually, trip. Uh, my, I think that would be awesome. My, my great uncle immigrated to Australia. That'd, from be, uh, that'd be outstanding. Yeah, be and we think that you should follow him. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Who do we have next? Oh, Stephanie. No, Mike. 
Mike, well, I can't see. Look look where your sheet is pointed. Your sheet was pointed the other way. Mike, welcome to the program. I've never been on the radio before. I didn't know what you were going to do. First of all, throw that Andy Griffith phone on the floor, Chris. (laughs) Ye gads. I know. He wouldn't do it. (laughs) If he would have thrown it over here, I would have smashed it against the wall. (laughs) They're going to rebuild the thing anyway. Yeah, what the heck? You had nothing to lose at this point. I love this show. I love this show. It is a great show. Don't ever discount how great this show is. At any rate, at noon, Dan and Dave touched on something, and they talked to, which you're going to play back, Coach Cassidy. Yep. And uh, this is something that Coach Cassidy will never be able to answer, frankly, and I understand this. But you two can do this, or at least speculate. What if, and and this is a scenario, what if Cassidy could go back to 2019 or take this year's VGK team, as healthy as it is and hopefully will contain health, which team is better, the 2019 Bruins or this squad? It's tough to say over a 16-game sample size for the VGK and that Boston team that was so deep and Really, really talented uh, up, up front and in goal with Tuka Rask. I mean, I, I don't know whether you can answer that right now. Uh, goaltending, it's it's no brainer. Like Tuka Rask is uh, is one of the best uh, for an original six team. Uh, the look at the track record there. These guys are just starting out. Uh, I would take this blue line for sure, uh, mm-hmm. as as deep as they are. Uh, but up front, you've got. Uh, You've got some game breakers on both sides, and and some pretty good center icemen as well. Uh, that that's a really good question. Yeah, and I don't think Coach Cassidy will will be able to answer it until June, maybe if he ever does. The other scenario is just a hypothetical in general. I know that there is incredible pressure on the general managers, and you talked about that last time I called. But what if VGK? and Dallas and Boston had never made a change during the offseason. Would their teams be in the same spot now, do you think? Uh, hypothetically speaking, uh, that's that's unfair to answer, to be okay. honest. Uh, you, you look at, and it is really crazy the way all three teams are having great seasons, and all three teams made made coaching changes, and two of them are are right involved in our in our backyard. One in Dallas uh, now, and uh, and Bruce Cassidy coming in, but uh, but that's hard to say because there is something to do uh, with a a new voice and and tweaking a system that maybe you didn't see. Like uh, th- this team won nine games in a row, Mike, and mm-hmm. they were one off the record held by the guy that's in Dallas. So the, the, the uh, margin, uh, the difference is, is razor thin. And just one other thought, uh, should we be concerned since we haven't raided the HSK? Should we be worried about the way they're playing? No, I think that they had actually played a couple of good games on, on the weekend in Abbotsford, and uh, I think they're, they're starting to turn the corner. They've got to start scoring some goals. Uh, that's got to happen soon, and I think uh, looking at the roster, that should be the one of the easier fixes on that team uh, is scoring some goals. So I, I think that they're they're going to be uh, on the right path going forward. Uh, thanks, Mike. Oh, appreciate it. Okay. I, I, I gave you I gave you the bonus one because of our troubles today. Just so you know, I gave you the three questions uh, going out there. Stephanie, now we get to you on the VGK Insider Show. 
Hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, well, it's been an adventure Great. today, Stephanie. <laughs> it, it has been. So huge shout out to Kevin for getting it back up and running. Exactly. I was really worried that uh, I'd poked the bear one too many times and Kevin was just not going to let me on. <laughs> well, uh, that will never happen here, I guarantee you. And if it does, we will speak to Kevin about that. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys uh, was who was more impressive on this road trip, the offense or the defense? Because it seemed like the defensive court got even more involved in a lot of plays. There were more defensemen putting up points and even some goals uh, than there had been before that. But the offense was also quite impressive. So I, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Uh, that's a great question, Stephanie. Thank you, and thanks for being patient uh, today. Uh, the fact that three defensemen scored their first goal of the season on that trip was very positive, but the National Hockey League uh, has 32 teams, and nobody scores more goals on the road right now than the Vegas Golden Knights, and a big part of that was because of what they did on that five-game road trip. So uh, I'm, I'm going with the guys up front. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think uh, you look at the way the Golden Knights scored, the impact that they had from their fourth line with Nick Waugh, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar chipping in on a seemingly night-to-night basis. You had balance scoring up and down. Uh, your lineup, William Carlson, Riley Smith, ha- had some really big games. And then you, t- you the capper is uh, your top line with Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, and Mark Stone. And, you know, not to be lost in the weeds here, but Chandler Stevenson with a four-point night in Buffalo as well. Uh, it's the offense as the more impressive storyline coming out of that road trip for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. It works. If you phone, we will put you on the air. Uh, on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. A couple of things to run down. As you, you look at this streak, and we're going to do a bit of this on the TV side tomorrow night to reflect on what we saw in the second longest uh, winning streak in Vegas Golden Knights history. Uh, but 16 players played all nine games. 16 players scored a goal over the course of that streak. That's pretty deep. And the 16 yeah. players playing all nine games, I don't think there was a, a nine-game stretch last year where you had 16 players playing nine games in a row. Yeah, I, I don't think that that was anything the Golden Knights had for going for them last year. They, there was so much change, so much difference uh, on a night-to-night basis because of injuries. So um, the fact that they were able to, to kind of run the table so to speak, on that five-game road trip gives you an idea of just how different it is this year versus last year. Do you know who led them offensively uh, through the course of that nine-game winning streak? I would like to say Jack Eichel. Yes, and he has company in the form of Riley Smith for scoring the most goals uh, over the course of the nine games with six each. The most Mm. assists... In the nine games, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. Chipping yeah, that in makes uh, sense. with a bunch of points. That makes sense when you look at you know, the, I'm still kind of astonished, right? That that Alex Petrangelo's seemingly quietly got thirteen points on the year, twelve of which are assists in six. But it is quiet. It, it it is. No, you're right. Yeah. But but it's it's you, you know, you kind of look at it and you start to see where Petrangelo fits right now with this team scoring wise. He's right up there. 
Um, and this is kind of what you expected, I think, with Alex Petrangelo. I, I, if this game uh, or this streak had got up to 10 games, uh, he, he would have uh, a large part in it because he was really active on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. He uh, High event shifts every single time Alex Petrangelo was on the ice. He was really, really instrumental and, and all over the place, especially in the third period with the Golden Knights pushing and pressing, trying to, to get the, that game-tying goal. Um, I thought he played a heck of a game. It was really close to finding the back of the net a couple of times. It it was one of those quintessential Alex Petrangelo games. Four players averaged at least a point per game uh, during the stretch. Now, one of those was Paul Cotter, who didn't play in all nine games. But there was uh, four players who averaged uh, at least one point per game. Goals for were 38, which is uh, just uh, under uh, a four per game. It shows you the offense, and goals against were 21. So there's some cool stats uh, over the course of that nine-game winning streak. We're going to take a break. Chapman and I are going to have a big, long conversation that we can't have on the air because I'm going to pick his brain as to how close he got to truly snapping during the first segment when we were live but he knew he couldn't snap while we were live but he was close uh, i gotta get to the bottom of that uh, we've got the good doctor uh coming up uh, dr robert odell and then we've got that great interview conducted earlier today on nighttime at noon we can check out uh, so much access to the vegas golden knights every monday on fox sports las vegas the bgk insider show and we continue after this we're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. All is well in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Although Chapman did reveal a couple of things during the commercial break about his temper and the shortness of it. We'll get into that and catching up with Chapman in hour number two. He needs just some time to breathe. He will have uh, counted to a 995,000 by the time he's ready to talk without any type of um, blood pressure rising in, in him. Uh, because he's like, w- one day a week, we open the phone lines every Monday in the, in the first block, in the one day a week, and uh, the phone has that glitch. And uh, thanks to Kevin for stopping by. Hey, uh, Hall of Fame night taking place uh, in Toronto. And we have uh, four NHLers going in, Ryan Wallace. Do you know what they have in common in Roberto Luongo, Daniel Sedin, Daniel Alfredson, and Henrik Sedin? Ooh. Um, part of me wants to say that they were all captains, but uh, Daniel mm. was not a captain, so I, I don't know. None won the Stanley Cup. Oh, there it is. I should have known. Which... Is kind of unique. I'll go beyond yeah. that. It's really unique that you get Rare. four people going into the Hall of Fame in one class and none won the Stanley Cup because we put such uh, importance on a championship determining whether or not that player deserves to go in. Oh, they scored 300 goals. Didn't win a cup. Won 299 games, didn't win a cup. Coached for 20 years, didn't win a cup. These four guys, yeah, these yeah. Guys, four guys played a long time. None won a stand. All won Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. So that's 
that makes up for some ground. In the eyes of voters, I still don't think that Olympic gold means as much as a Stanley Cup. It should. I don't think it does yet. I think it's a coincidence that all four won Olympic gold. None of the four won the Stanley Cup. But it's worth pointing out that uh, that they are all uh, going into the hall without that championship ring. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Um, and, you know, I, I know that the emphasis should be on the Stanley Cup. I, I do think that in the in the case of, of Alfredson, the Sedins and Roberto Luongo, I, I think you're right you're right to point to point out that, you know, Olympic gold medals mean something, especially when it's not the when it's the hockey hall of fame, not the NH not an NHL specific Hall of Fame. Um, I would make the argument as you did that the Stanley Cup matters just a little bit more than Olympic gold and, and maybe not to to some players, but I think to a lot of players and to a lot of people voting, uh, it, it holds much more weight. But, you know, in the when you have a, a career that's worthy of the Hall of Fame and you can kind of go back and see what those players were able to do, maybe an international best-on-best best competition, um, you, you can't necessarily fault them for having teams that fell short. Now, in the case of Daniel Alfredson, I know that he got there. He had an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup, uh, came up short against the Anaheim Ducks that that year were an absolute wagon. Um, and then in the case of the Sedins, it was one of those, and Roberto Luongo to that extent, uh, an appearance in the Stanley Cup final turned into uh, bad times in Vancouver and the famous pump your tires quote and the Boston Bruins winning a Stanley Cup. So, um, you know, it, it's such a hard sport to win in. I don't know that a Stanley Cup has to be a prerequisite to getting into the Hall of Fame as we are as we're finding out right now with Daniel Alfredson, Henrik and Daniel Sedin and, and Roberto Luongo. I don't, I don't think you need it. I think it helps a ton. It really does push people sure. over yeah. the top to vote for you. That's why having four high-profile players all going in at the same time without the championship is different. I don't remember it happening, quite honestly. They, they all yeah. got to a final, as you mentioned. That uh, series for Daniel Offertson against the Anaheim Ducks was a marvelous run for Ottawa, a forgetful championship series against the Ducks. Yeah. The, in yeah. fact, the the only thing uh, I really remember was <laughs> Alfredson shooting the puck at Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's so yep. out of character for Daniel Alfredson to do that. And there was a well, suspension. Pronger, Pronger got suspended in the middle of it, too. Yeah. And I always go yeah. back to Daniel Alfredson shooting the puck at, at Scott Niedermeyer in the middle of a game, which yeah. blew my mind. Uh, and the Vancouver Canucks getting to a Game 7 at home, mm-hmm. losing... Uh, to the Boston Bruins and the weird highs and lows of Roberto Luongo uh, a year earlier. Uh, he celebrated uh, in 2010 with Vancouver or in Vancouver winning an Olympic gold on that ice. A year and a half later, he's in, he's just devastated in the same rank. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it really is wild. Um, it, I, I'm, Exactly like you, the the only thing outside of it being Anaheim versus Ottawa that I remember from that Stanley Cup final is Daniel Alfredson shooting a puck at Scott Niedermeyer because he was so frustrated that he works this long, he plays for this long, he gets himself to a Stanley Cup final, and then his team gets rolled by the absolute juggernaut that the Anaheim Ducks were that season. So it's got to be, uh, it was certainly a frustrating experience, and and then the. 
I'll tell you, the, the Vancouver-Boston Stanley Cup final was absolute beautiful theater. It was miraculous. It was amazing. I was glued to my television for every single game in that series when it looked like the Vancouver Canucks were running away with it and then Boston able to force uh, that game seven. It, it was fantastic. It was a homer series it. up it, until it game great. seven. Yeah, great. It was, it was literally... Everything I wanted out of a Stanley Cup final, including the outcome that I was hoping for, so it, it was great. You know what happened right in the middle of that championship series? Uh, actually, right before game one. The Winnipeg Jets were welcomed back to... Actually, the National Hockey League returned to Winnipeg. They hadn't been named the Jets uh, just yet, but uh, that was right before game one of that championship series. It was a strange time in the National Hockey League. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's the injury report on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Dr. Robert Odell. Stay with us. In hour number two, a fantastic conversation with Bruce Cassidy from nighttime at noon. He gets into a lot of different things, including his broadcast experience. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Big day coming up tomorrow. Vegas Golden Knights back on the ice, uh, hooking up. National Hockey League streak starter on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Looking forward to that. Uh, San Jose Sharks and Arizona Coyotes uh, in town this week before they head off to uh, the Edmonton Oilers. We want to tell you that tomorrow is also a big night because the reverse retro jerseys arrive on sale. I'll get a little bit more about that uh, and what's happening in and around uh, places like uh, the Arsenal in just a little bit. But uh, start things off with the NHL injury report with Dr. Robert O'Dell of the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, Good doctor, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We are doing uh, awesome. Uh, Thank goodness. uh, No lower back pain for us, but uh, if somebody is struggling right now with that, which can be such a uh, cumbersome uh, injury to overcome, uh, what do they do? Well, low back pain is uh, the single greatest reason why why, uh, patients visit doctors, and it accounts for billions and billions in lost lost, uh, work time and, and disability and all that. There's various types of low back pain. Much of it is temporary and will go away. I remember one time I was putting a central line in somebody in Sunrise Hospital, and I could barely move. I was standing up trying to put this line in somebody's neck, and next day the pain was excruciating. Next day the pain was gone. However, if back pain, re- back pain can reoccur, and if it does over the course of a year, you might want to start thinking about seeking help. And a lot of this, uh, a, a, a lot, there's a lot of conservative things that could be done without having to worry about the more, the more invasive stuff. And our job, of course, to determine what can be done conservatively and what needs to be done with, say, more invasive techniques. So, what causes low back pain? <laughs> That's a great question. There's a laundry list, but I divide it into extraspinal and intraspinal causes. Extraspinal causes can be the facets or those structures on the outside that keep you from being able to turn your back all the way around. Also, the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles. The sacroiliac joint is also a biggie. And there's some other uh, newer structures that we've discovered that are actually allowing us to help people who we couldn't have helped before. Inside the spine, it's more disc disease, especially in younger people between 25 and 50, 55. 
Um, and I and I didn't mention the set syndrome. The out the uh, an extra spinal cause is more arthritis, and it occurs later in life. Inside the spine, you can also have spinal stenosis or a narrowing of the canal, narrowing of the foramen, and also um, well, rare things like tumors. But the most common thing as you age is inter- intervertebral uh, disc disease, is degenerative disc disease. Also, of course, herniations, bulges. Uh, the descriptor term depends on uh, the size of the bulge. I'm sure it depends on what type of ailment uh, the patient has, uh, how you're going to approach this, but uh, well, what are your most popular treatments? Well, what we do is uh, our job is to turn. Usually we don't get the patient uh, un- unless they've uh, had it for at least three months. We want to determine the cause of the patient. We have a nerve test that we do that can determine the intra or extra spinal right away. It's a, it's a nerve test uh, that does not hurt like the EMG and it measures uh, the A-delta or fast pain nerve fibers. From that, we can immediately bifurcate our care into looking inside the spine or outside the spine, and this works in about 90% of the time. It's not always perfect like anything else in medicine, but it really helps us hone in the diagnosis right away. I also want to add that in those people that we determine there's nothing very serious, it's more ligaments, muscles, etc., we can treat them with our physical therapy techniques like our Synexus device, which I've mentioned on the air, and uh, with uh, chiropractic, we have uh, Dr. Steve Shaw in our office on staff, and uh, we have all kinds of conservative modalities to treat people without having to resort to the fancy interventional techniques. How do people get a hold of you? Well, we, we're at 702-257-7246. That's 702-257-PAIN, P-A-I-N, and we're located on the west side by the 8,000 block of uh, Sahara. Love, love to see you. Uh, thanks for being so great with us and keeping people uh, up to date and uh, their options uh, when it comes to things like lower back pain. Appreciate it. Okay, and go Knights. You bet. Uh, there's Dr. Robert Odell of the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. If you're dealing with lower back pain, uh, give them a shout, and uh, they will try to uh, make sure that you are functioning on a much better scale because uh, lower back pain, back pain of any kind, is uh, is so uh, cumbersome, like debilitating. You can't get around. It's like you can walk with a with a bad knee, but uh, the back just uh, just seems to stop things. Uh, we got a big hour number two coming up. Uh, we've got that interview that uh, was conducted on nighttime at noon today on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Bruce Cassidy, where he walks through uh, what happens on the road trip uh, and the big winning streak and uh, where his team is at right now. We've also got uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. And Chapman, we have two two sets of tickets. Yeah, yeah, two sets of tickets. One for each phone we used today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How about that? Or one for oh. each shorthanded goal that Riley Smith has scored this season. You're right. As they uh, hook up with the San Jose Sharks and the Arizona Coyotes this week, we have two sets of tickets for the San Jose game tomorrow. If you don't have any plans, or if you got plans, you can just ditch them. You can hang out uh, and uh, listen to the Vegas Golden Knights uh, uh, VGK Insider Show uh, with uh, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman for a chance to win a couple of uh, tickets to tomorrow night's game. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's I'm, I'm right there. If you've got plans, ditch them, come see the Golden Knights play, and be ready to call when we go to give away the tickets. It's really that simple. You know, I was thinking about it today as I was driving okay. in. Do, do fans still consider the Sharks a rival? Like, is that still a big rivalry? I mean, because San Jose is just so terrible, and, and Vegas, well, owns them. So is, is, it still, is it still a rivalry, or has Vegas moved on? 
here, here. Why don't we do this? Why don't I put up a poll today? Oh, a right poll. I'll, I'll, I'll work on the poll. We'll get the results from the poll, and then we'll dive into that tomorrow because I feel like that's a conversation for a game day between Vegas and San Jose. What does everyone say say to that? I think oh, you're asking yeah. us. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, uh, I believe I have a f- <clears throat> an opinion that if you're a true rival. It's always You're over. a rival whether you're good or whether you stink uh, of the other team. It just, that goes. Like Montreal, Boston, that's a rivalry steeped in history. I, I love that. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, it doesn't matter whether one's great and one stinks. They still get up for that. Yeah, so but I, I think, I think some... you've got to be a good, you got to be a, a rival, it's got to be able to withstand being good or bad. I think that's fair. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether that answers your question on whether San Jose is still a rival. I'll let the uh, the True Blue fans uh, come up with that. And then we'll get Chapman in his opinion uh, tomorrow on Fox Sports Las we, Vegas. We, we would definitely will have Aquabats tomorrow we, on the show. We will, we will not be able to get into it on Catching Up with Chapman today because that is going to be occupied by the phone gate story <laughs> that I want to get to the bottom of uh, in hour number two. Uh, when we come back, uh, it's Bruce Cassidy on the program from earlier today on Fox Sports Las Vegas, and we'll tell you all about the uh, 